Welcome to the Connected Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Dawson. I'm a working medium, spiritualist minister, certified spiritual life coach, and mentor. My goal is to help support today's modern mediums and spiritual seekers in making strong connections with their own spirit and spirit helpers. I will share all I know about mediumship development and spirituality. I invite you to join me on this journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. My next guest is an international evidential medium and spirit portrait artist from Vancouver, British Columbia, my hometown. Her background as a professional graphic designer, animator, and court illustrator for TV and video production for over 30 years. Her career and education took her across North America, working for several television networks and films. Her psychic art has been featured in Psychic News, which is a weekly British spiritualist newspaper. I'm so excited to welcome Monique Peychaud to the show. So nice to have you on the show, Monique. Thank you very much, Courtney. Thank you for asking me to come. Yes. Lovely. Thank you. Nice to connect with you again. I think it's been a couple of years. Yes, it has. It, it absolutely has. And, and uh, well, a lot has happened since then. So it'll absolutely. be interesting to talk about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you are, you have this amazing background in court illustration and animation. And I want to really kind of go back further to Monique's early years. And from my understanding, you've always kind of had this interest in the paranormal from like a young age. Is that true? Um, well, <clears throat> I guess you can say an interest, but um, I've had experiences, shall we say? Okay, yeah. From, from a from a very young age, and um, uh, I guess uh, I've heard this before. A lot of people may tuck that away in their back pocket because their their home life, their environment doesn't support such things. And uh, I, I never really talked to it to it about my parents. Yeah. And I was too young to actually understand it or be afraid anyway. So. Uh, visitations, the bed shaking, lights turning on and off, things like that. So, um, uh, and other things. So, um, throughout my life, but, um, I, I didn't know that it was fear. I didn't really understand what was going on back then. Yeah. That could be pretty terrifying having the bed shake and, and lights go on. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's some poltergeist activity. Like, how did you, how did you cope with that? I don't know, even as an adult, if, even though I'm a working medium, if my bed was shaking and lights are going off, I'm going to say there's there's a high probability, Monique, that I might be a little rattled. How did you cope? Yeah. Um, you know, I guess because it's, these things have been happening to me ever since I was very young, I never really, some for some reason, I don't really have a fear of these things. And the, the, the bed shaking aspect, I mean, that happened as early, as late as I would say um, I was I was in Guatemala about... Um, Let's see, I've got to skip over the pandemic. I'd say about four years ago. And wow. that was the last that was the last time I had that experience. And Guatemala is known for its earthquakes. I jumped out of bed and uh, asked the friends I was staying with if there was an earthquake. And they said they didn't feel a thing. But I knew what was happening because I've had that experience before. So, um, yeah. So, for me, it was, um, I wasn't afraid of it. Um, always amazed by it, that's for sure. And, um 
always had an interest in um, in uh, psychics, people who are, were psychics and mediums. I was fascinated. And, and as a matter of fact, I spent, I spent a lot of money going to see psychics and mediums and have, were, was told over the years that I was a psychic a medium. And I never did believe it until uh, a spiritual awakening that happened, I would say, six, six years, seven years now, seven years ago. That changed my life forever. And um, uh, one of the things was uh, switched over to a new career of mediumship and spirit portrait art. So um, I guess... A, do you want to talk yeah. a little bit about that spiritual waking process? Like what what led to that that experience or that moment where this awakening took place? And I know that there was some significant losses that you had had. Yeah, that's right. Um, trauma has a way of triggering sometimes for a lot yes. of people, uh, triggering a, a, a um, STE, a spiritual transformational experience. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what happened to me. Now, after it did happen, I recognized it that had, that it, it resembled something that happened to me at age 35. But I, I actually pushed through it somehow. And uh, because I didn't really understand what was happening to me, it wasn't that it was profound, but uh, and unusual, but um, I managed to work myself back into the field. I was off work because of um, depression, yeah. and uh, I was supposed to go to back back to work as far as I knew, uh, the way I was raised. So I forced myself to go back regardless. And um, the it, it was milder, but years later it happened again. And this trauma this time was the death of my father and brother five months apart. Wow. Um, Mm-hmm. That's intense. That's really intense, and so much loss in such a short period of time. How did you cope through some of that? Uh, there was also the loss of a um, uh, loss of a career, a twenty-six year career in Vancouver here with the um, television station Global TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with with those three things, uh, I, I just went into a state of deep grieving and depression. Yeah. Um, and I've heard other uh, people talk about this. I went for a treatment done by a counselor, um, EMDR treatment, which helped me to get through, um, get, get through that trauma. And um, I believe it opened my third eye because I remember seeing colors as I lay there and oh. not knowing what they were. And it wasn't uh, a week after that that, that the STE, um, the spiritual transformational experience happened in this, the living room where I sit now, my, um, my father appeared. I could feel his essence so strong. There was tears coming from my eyes. I, I grabbed onto the coffee table to brace myself before I knew he was there. So that was, that, that always, to me, that was always very interesting why would I brace not knowing what was about to happen? It was very interesting. Yeah. And um, there he was. I did, he wasn't in front of me. He was behind. And um, at that time, as I mentioned, my third eye was open. Um, I, I naturally, as a human being, thought I'll use my eyes and turn around and see him. Yeah. And, and as soon as I, I didn't even finish that thought, and he, suddenly I found myself in um, what I might describe is what some people call the void um, and and I, I'm an addict listening to near-death experiences because it was so similar. Um, I was there, but my body wasn't. Yes. And I was floating in this dark void, not afraid, not concerned, but very aware that 
I wasn't in my body, yeah. but uh, I was actually there. Um, I could actually see everything there was to see, but yet there, was, there wasn't anything to see. It was like seeing in the dark. Um, and I could have stayed there. I didn't care how long I stayed there. It was a wonderful feeling, warm, comfortable. And the next thing I know, I heard my father's voice. And he started to talk to me uh, telepathically. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was in, much more intense than, uh, even much more intense than mediumship. It, uh, it, it involved all, all senses that I would have without my, with my body and those that go beyond the senses that go beyond the senses of the body as well. Mm-hmm. And it, all, all the information would come at once. I could hear him very clearly without ears. And I answered him back. I was shocked to find out I could answer him back without a mouth. So it was quite an experience. And as soon as he was done talking to me, the last thing he said was, everything's going to be okay. And he faded away and went just in, in the faster than the speed of thought, I was mm-hmm. back in my body again, standing exactly where I had stood before. Uh, a couple of days later, my, my brother did the same thing. And within a split a second, I found myself sitting in the truck. He was a farmer in the truck next to him. And he was talking to me. Uh, there were certain messages in what he was saying. And then I, I was suddenly back in my chair again. So I knew what was coming with him because I had experienced it with my father. Um, and uh, I, I was wide open it seemed I was wide open. And mm-hmm. again, uh, paranormal and, and uh, synchronicity was very intense. Everywhere I turned, um, there were messages uh, from spirit telling me what I should do, where I should go. Um, opening my iPad one day, I've come across um, a um, one of the spiritualist churches here in Vancouver was putting on a mediumship class. And I recognized it as something that I was already doing. So okay. I, there was somebody I knew who was going to that church, somebody that used to work at the TV station that I worked at. And she, I called her up and she got me into that mediumship class. Uh, we went to the service and she talked to the ministers. The next thing I knew, I was in this class surrounded by 18 mediums. And I remember... Um, introducing myself and asking, telling them that what I wanted really was to be normal again, because the process of a, of a spiritual awakening and what a lot of people call the dark night of the soul can be very painful in, in every aspect. And uh, yes. So you feel, I can, I I describe it as feeling like you're dying while you're still alive there. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah, people think that the spiritual awakening, it's this glamorous experience, but it's very much, again, like the night of the dark soul, soul, where you are almost in some respects, it feels like you're being stripped right to your bone and you become so exposed and everything is so raw and so intense and it's very difficult in those early stages and those early experiences to kind of cope and it's like I just want to go back to my old life it was so much easier when I didn't know these things existed you know so when you took that mediumship class were they able to start giving you some understanding of what was going on and some direction and some, some, some guidance on how to work through that. Um, they, they did. Um, 
um, I knew what I was going through and that I could see spirit. But what I didn't know was that I could actually see people that complete strangers, people I didn't know. And that very first class, that's what the uh, that's what they showed me. I, I was um, I just followed their direction. Um, I um, I remember standing on the platform, looking at the wall, not at the audience, which mm-hmm. um, contained eighteen very good psychic mediums. And I saw this fellow standing there. He just appeared. I was told how what that I was. Now I would never have known, believe me, to tell people that I was seeing these people in spirit. I was. I never would. Uh, of thought that anyone would want to know these things. And I can guarantee you, I wasn't going back to the television station, (laughs) going to the newsroom and saying, boys, do I have a story for you? No. (laughs) No, I get it. Not at all. But here I could tell that I was in a safe environment. And um, I I was one of the first to volunteer to go up. And uh, the minister was was sitting next to me. I was describing what I was seeing and I realized it wasn't my imagination when she told me the details of the, she started talking about this very person as well. I I couldn't believe it. She validated the fact that I wasn't crazy. I was actually seeing this man standing there. Mm -hmm. There was a recipient to that, to that uh, reading. By the end of the class, I was, um, I was so wired. Unbelievable. I mean, you can well imagine yeah. I'm seeing your your reality, your whole reality has changed in it, you know, in in an instant. So I ran into the minister's office at the end of the class and I told her, Anne, you don't know me, but I'm a very good artist. I'm 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 a court illustrator. I've been a court illustrator. That's one of the things for years, 30 years across Canada, three different stations. I'm very good at drawing people. I said to her, You want me to tell you what I'm seeing? I'll draw it for you. She said, really? I said, yes, I'm a court illustrator. So um, she said, come back in a month. We're doing another class. I did. When I went back, uh, I brought a paper and pencil. But this time she told me, I don't want you to draw what you're seeing. I want you to draw what those other mediums are seeing as they take their turns on the stage, on the platform. So tuning in to somebody else who's working and mm -hmm. drawing. For yes. those that are listening, that is not easy to do, especially when we're starting to develop. It can be challenging enough just linking in with spirit, but doing a link with another medium can be challenging. Holy smokes. Wow. You really got put in the hot seat, Monique. I did, but I was I was so so excited about this whole ordeal, as you can well imagine. It was yeah. just just overwhelming, and I was really excited about it. Um, and I didn't know if I could do that, but I agreed to it. And of course, the first, second, and third medium took their their turn. Different mediums up on the on the front. Uh, I I remember presuming the court illustrator stance, sitting there with my pencil and paper, ready to sketch what I was about to see, and. Um, although I wasn't seeing anything. So what I did do was I just put the pencil down to the paper, not knowing what else to do. And, oh my God, I'm not sure quite what to call it, but um, I could feel spirit actually taking over. And I mean, on a physical level, they literally moved into me. And I would have to take deep breaths because I felt my lungs were so full uh, that I, I had a hard time to to breathe, and um, I just doodled basically. And by the end of 
each by the time them each medium took their turn by the end of that class i had finished three portraits um one aunt one mother and a grandmother they were all taken and the the class cheered me on it was terrific it was absolutely terrific so that's how i learned about linking with other mediums and uh um yeah and i started out drawing by the way with my eyes closed because I really didn't know what was happening to me. And as a court illustrator, of course, you draw what you see. Yes. So I could see, I'm very clairvoyant. I would close my eyes and I would see them. And that's when I would start to draw. But I didn't realize that my eyes were closed while I was draw- drawing. And other mediums had told me this. And one of the my clients took a, um, a cell phone and started to record me when I was doing a reading for her. That's when I saw a video of myself doing it. It was, so what I did was I actually trained myself to keep my eyes open uh, while I was drawing. And um, so I use various techniques now with spirit portrait uh, art. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely fabulous. I do it every, I would say five to seven days a week. I am, uh, I've always been an artist professionally. Mm-hmm. And the very the very idea that I could incorporate my art with mediumship is absolutely fantastic. It's a it's a real passion. And um, yes, I had to give up my work. I was I did get laid off with television, and I I was about to go into the film industry. I just it was a twenty thousand dollar course. I took the course to learn the software to do the animations for film Hollywood yeah. North here in Vancouver, and. Um, uh, I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. And I know I've known other mediums to have gone to, to the same ordeal, the same experience where uh, you just can't do what you used to do. You can't yeah. stay in the same marriage. You can't stay in the same job. Yeah. Your friends dissipate. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many changes. And I just, I remember leaving my body every time I would try to go for a job interview. And yet, and yet this, this ability to draw spirit in mediumship was just flourishing so it was pretty obvious to me uh, I would I would feel fantastic doing this work and trying to go back to the other was was devastating I get a job and quit it the next day so it was a real unusual process but I'm 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 very glad that it happened so my my life is fantastic now with this mediumship and art I just love it it's interesting because how you share about your story Monique where you have this awakening and it completely alters your life path that changes it for the better. Yes. And what we once were comfortable with and what was our norm no longer fits. And it it's, we get to this state where we're no longer in alignment with our soul and everything else that no longer fits or aligns with us. We have to let go or it begins to fade away so we can make room for these new understandings, this new knowledge, these new experiences, this unfolding of our spiritual self. And many people, including myself, have said, have said and do say that when we go through this spiritual awakening, when we begin to embrace our abilities and harness the power within, it can at times be a lonely process and it can be challenging because your whole life changes. Sometimes it's a gradual process. And for some people like myself and like you, it 
can be very intense and things can shift very, very quickly. And how did you stay grounded through all of that? Um, well, from what I've read of the other, others that have gone through this is similar in this respect. Um, I couldn't really cope out there, honestly, yeah. for quite some time. It took many months for me to have the, well, I, I think that at, for, at first, I, the most comfortable I felt was just going across the street for a cup of coffee for a while, you know. Yeah. Um, I felt extremely vulnerable. Um, I, I didn't feel um, that I had any control mm. of my life. In fact, you know, um, when when another minister uh, in that particular church, and, and actually I went to more than one, pulled me aside because he, he could see what I was doing, even though I didn't know what I was doing, uh, really. And he pulled me aside um, he said, that's fantastic what, what you're doing, Manek. How long have you been doing it? And I said, well, I didn't really know that I could do this, really. Uh, it just happened. And he said, he explained it to me, and he obviously knew about this shift, um, this, kind of, this kind of shift in, in a person's uh, life. He, he said, Manek, this is called cosmic consciousness. He said, and you're going to, you're going to learn uh, how to live like that. He said, you are in control. And I, I said, I am, because I certainly didn't feel like I had any control. That, yeah. That's why I stayed to, I stayed to myself. I, I was isolated for such a long time because mm-hmm. of so, so many changes. I, feel my li- I felt my life was completely out of control. Mm-hmm. But as he explained it to me then and there after the service, he said, you, you'll, you're going to learn how to, to live like this. You'll be able to go out there and, and, and live life like this. So it was a bit of a relief to hear this. And over time, he was exactly right. That's yeah. exactly what happened. It's, uh, mm-hmm. Can you explain to my listeners um, what actually is psychic art? Now, um, they may have gotten a little bit of an understanding of you and I talking, but for some of those people where this is really new to them and they've never heard about it, like psychic spirit portrait art, what is that exactly? Mm-hmm. Okay. From from how I understand it now, there there there's more than one uh, different kind of psychic art. Mm-hmm. So um, there's there's the uh, the spirit art, the psychic art that, that comes from the basically the mid 19th century, uh, the gold golden era, and it's the kind of art where it looks more abstract, more like paintings or landscapes. But basically what these mediums are, the way they describe it back in that era is there are famous artists that come in as guides and will actually work through these people, whether they're able to paint or not, it doesn't matter whether they have formal training and are able to, uh, to do paintings of, of uh, famous painters like when Van Gogh, Renoir, all of these famous uh, old uh, masters. And um, there's there's several. It's very rare, though, and it's it's not, you know, um, a common thing. It's very rare, and so that is one aspect. And 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 another one is more con- contemporary, and it started around the mid 20th century and further, uh, up to this day. Mm-hmm. These this this we would call well, it, this is contemporary spirit art, um, but people like myself would prefer to call what I do spirit portrait art because psychic art implies that the artwork is done psychically. Mm. And 
the work that I do is actually done mediumistically. Okay. Yeah. Now, the difference the difference between what I do and what mediums, uh, spirit portrait artists do, compared to these um, the golden era of these spirit artists is that, um, and, and I'll speak for myself in particular. I don't have a famous uh, painter coming through. Uh, and going into a complete trance, although I am in, in a semi-trance, I have to say. But who is coming through for me is the actual people in spirit. The actual period in, in people in spirit are blending with my my energy. Their mm-hmm. energy and my energy are blending. And um, I go into what some would, I guess, call an overshadowing trance, a very mild trance. So... The first place, as I first thing I do is I close my eyes because I'm very clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. I close my eyes, and it's like they're honestly they're there. They can't wait. Some of them will actually pose. They're laughing. It's unbelievable. Uh, they're coming in and out like a, like a mirage, you might mm-hmm. say. Okay. Now, right, um, the one that I try to pick the one that stays is the most clear and stays the longest mm-hmm. because often a, 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 a sitter, a me, a client will have more than one person in spirit. So if, if they're coming in and out, it's sometimes it's hard to see and which one do I actually choose? So if, if they're, they're coming in too fast, I will, instead of picking one, I will, I will just simply draw. Mm. And, I, my, and they will come through my drawings effortless, effortlessly. I don't even have to try. Um, so the information starts to come in, it'll, it'll come in as in mediumship right away. But when I draw, I can hear them. I have a knowing, um, you know, the clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, the sensing is very strong with those sketches. Um, and also claircognizance. There's a certain, there's a knowing as well. All those senses start to come into play. I can literally hear them talking. I can hear their accents. And more often than not, they will actually give me instructions on my on the drawing itself. Oh, I love uh, it. You know, give me a five o'clock shadow and a hairy chest. Oh, put a <laughs> hearing aid in that ear. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't race that line. I have a scar in my face. So, oh, okay. yes. And, and so these are all little bits and pieces of evidence. So they'll, it also comes in way of objects. Perhaps they want me to draw, uh, you know, an animal or, or location mm-hmm. or a, a rocking chair, um, you know, a, a family cabin, things like this. Um, majority of the time, though, it, it, is, uh, it is people's faces, the portraits. And I do do animals, too. So definitely animals have spirit. And they yes, do come they do. through for their owners. Yes. yes. Yeah, I experienced I experience that even in my own private readings. And I think maybe it's because I'm an animal lover, but people go, well, why do cats or dogs or horses or these birds come in? Well, they have souls and anything that has a soul is going to live forever. Just like you and I, of course, they're going to come through. Amazing. Amazing. You have had so much growth in these last six years with your work with the spirit world what have you learned Mm -hmm. about spirit working with them in this type of um i'm going to say this different type of mediumship because to be honest the spirit world they all know 
when they choose to work with us, what qualities or characteristics or traits that we have that they can utilize to help serve the world of spirit. You obviously are already naturally artistic, so they utilize that. And spirit art isn't super common. Right. Right. That we do hear, we're starting to hear more about it, but can I say the quality of it um, isn't Mm -hmm. as common. And your work, and I've seen many of it, is very good. And people go, oh, I know exactly who that is. It's so evidential because it leaves no shadow of a doubt who's communicating. So right. when we're working in our different, I'll say, uh, faculties of our mediumship, it's this big learning that we learn about ourselves and learn about the spirit world. And I would say, ask you, maybe what are some of like the the, the little aha moments that have kind of stood out to you over these last few years working with the spirit world and with this development of your mediumistic abilities, Monique? Um, it's never a ending, Courtney. Never ending yes. learning and shifting my artwork. They, they're actually working. Spirit is actually working not just through me, but with me. It's like yes. um, when, when I realized the epiphany that I wasn't working for spirit where I was working with them. We're actually a team. Yeah. Um, I, I, for two days, I had this incredible feeling of profound love in my heart. It, it was uh, an amazing experience, but um, it's, it is a, it's a, a team thing that's going on here. And um, I, I'm taught constantly the, um, the artwork changes. It, it, uh, it's, I mean, it, it, we have all our, all mediums have good days and bad days, up and downs. Yep. But over the years, but there's been incredible progress with the, uh, with the resemblance of, of the portraits to photographs that were given to me, uh, are given to me as validation. Um, and the amount of drawings in the, in the period of time and demonstrations, last, the highest, the most I've done in a demonstration was 16 portraits. So they're done wow. very. Wow. They're very, they're done very quickly. The sketches are done within three, five minutes max, but they can That's be done incredible. very quickly. That's incredible. Well, one of the reasons, I mean, if, if you read about spirit portrait art, this is one of the, um, the these are one of the, the aspects to the, uh, to the spirit art is that whether it be in trance or in portraiture work, um, they can be done very quickly because spirit is actually doing the work. Yes. I, I, was just, I was mentioning this to somebody just the other day. It's, it's, I'm just as surprised about the fact that I drew, you know, your grandmother. Of course I could draw a face. I'm a, I'm a portrait artist. I'm a court illustrator, but how uh, there's no possible way I would know what your grandmother looks like or your father. So, um, and you see, when I started practicing, keeping my eyes open while I was drawing, ironically, that's when I realized I wasn't doing the work. I'm literally just the tool. I am the tool for spirit, like like the pencil is the tool for me. So it, it's quite fascinating, and um, it, the learning never stops. I, I can feel their direction uh, by emotions, by feelings. I can see their essence as soon as the first eye drawn. Uh, by the with the two eyes, I look into the eyes, and I can get all kinds of inf- information by looking at the sketch into the eyes of the portrait. The eyes are to the window of the, of the soul. And this yes. is definitely true for the portraits. So um, it, I start from there. And I'm, as I move on, I've given, 
I can, I can hear it. I can feel it. I can sense it. And I can even physically, I can feel a persuasion. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't use uh, my racer that much as, you know, uh, uh, one line might be, it might be a mustache. So don't erase that. Oh, that's a mustache. I thought it was a mistake. Um, so it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And, uh, What's yeah. cool about how you work too is you work with uh, paper and pencil, but I've also seen you work with um, online where you have what is it a digital notepad or oh, sketchpad? Yeah. What is that? Want to tell the listeners about that? That's pretty cool <laughs> too. And you're watching this picture, this portrait form literally before your eyes and so rapidly there's no doubt that you're going into an altered state because the physical body can only move so fast and you do it with such uh rapidity what's that tool that you use and how did you have you always worked with spirit in that way or is this another component to the work you do with the spirit portrait art it's it's i would say it's another component because i was a graphic designer for since i was 25 years old for okay like like 30 years right so um yes i'm very familiar with with computer graphics and paint software and i i have a full workstation here at Santique um, drawing uh, uh it's an it's like a it's like a uh, it's like a it's kind of like an easel but it's computerized so i I can actually, you know, um, share my screen on Zoom and do a reading for, or demo and draw while I speak. And by the way, that's that's not the easiest way to work because even yeah. for uh, even just even for any artist musician, it's speaking and drawing are is not easy to begin with. So it takes a lot of practice, and yes. that that is my that is my challenge because while I draw, I'm also connecting to spirit. Uh, a lot of, you know, speaking while you're con- connected to spirit is a practice. So imagine if you're drawing as well. It's it's a real uh, challenge to listen to what spirit is saying, feeling and drawing and then stopping for a moment. So I take myself out of that semi-trance in order to address the audience. And then I I, I get my information as to whether or not the information is valid go back into a semi-trance and connect with spirit through the drawing again. So uh, while I draw, I very often jot notes down the side of the page mm-hmm. uh, because it comes in rapidly. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll break away to speak to the, to the client again or the audience. So it, it's a practice of going in and out, back and forth. Not yeah. easy for sure, because there's a lot of uh, spirit portrait artists, psychic art, um, the mediums aren't able to, a lot of them only do the art. They don't get the message. And I know from seeing you, you do both. And Mm -hmm. that cannot be an easy undertaking because you're constantly shifting your awareness into these different states of doing the, the actual portrait art and then bringing in the contact, like the communication. That's not easy. That's incredible, folks. Um, you got to check uh, Monique out because she can do it. And it's very, very accurate. Do you have any tips for people who are developing their their spirit art or people that are curious about that any recommendations or tips for them mm-hmm. um well you know it's, it's uh, i believe that I, i'm you know i haven't been doing it for 40 years like some 30 years i mean i'm amazed by some of these mediums that have done it so long and uh their mediumship is spectacular um 
I've gotten to this point so far, um, and I'll, I'll just talk about how um, I would I would learn if now. Um, but how can I how can I say this? Well, I've noticed, and I run my own circle. I've noticed that a lot more mediums are are inspired. Mm. I actually have a yeah. I feel that I, this is what I would love to do. I would I I'd love to inspire by my spirit portrait art. And I've noticed in my circles, and and there are others who who like to give it a go, like to attempt their spirit art while they're practicing their mediumship and mediumship circles. And I, I a lot do in my circle, which is fabulous. Um, so everybody's way of connecting to spirit in, in spirit uh, portrait art is different. And I would say the biggest aspect to it would be try not to control the portrait. Mm-hmm. The more you control, it's the same with mediumship. You have to let go in order to receive. Yes. It, the same thing is for portrait art, or in fact, speaking as an artist, any art form. If the art art is the painting is too controlled, then um, you you won't get as much out of it. You won't uh, feel the essence, or you know, take in the message that the that the port that the portrait is supposed to relay. It has to be loose. And um, so that's the main thing is trying not to control the artwork. And as a matter of fact, a, a lot of teachers will tell a, a thriving spirit portrait artist to use their left hand instead of their right. Because, of course, that you lose a lot of control when you're using your left hand. Yeah. And okay. So if you're not right handed, practice with the left. That's right. Okay. That will, that'll force you to lose control. And you might be surprised by what you get. Now, um, um, you, um, I, if, if you're already a medium and you're trying to feel in with your senses in, into the into the, into spirit and getting messages that way, just try doodling while you're doing that. Uh, you'd be surprised what comes out of it, and it it doesn't have to be a face. It, it, if you're just starting out, it can be a landscape. It can be what. It can actually be uh, an illustration of the actual information that you're getting, like a place okay. or an object. So um, that's that's what I would say there. Um, definitely don't, and try not using your eraser either, because you'd be surprised at what comes out uh, in the end. So um, those would be my tips. Yeah, Those are some great tips, Monique, because mm-hmm. some people are interested in it, they just don't know where to start. So really surrender, let go, allow spirit to lead and stay out of the way, <laughs> right? Stay out of the way. And, and uh, some, uh, I know I work with a, another spirit portrait artist. We do demos together. Uh, some spirit portrait artists get their information with color. Okay. So the one I, she doesn't get her information when she draws, but once she applies the watercolors to the painting, that's when the information comes in for her. So for me, I don't use colors because I just really don't have the time. And my work is basically line art. Uh, I don't even have time for shading. So every artist does it differently. So, it, you know, just follow your heart. Follow what it is that you... I know a spirit portrait artist who does sculpting. It's just amazing sculptures that resemble the it's the person in spirit who's passed away. Yes. So, um, There's mm-hmm. an incredible um, trans artist... Um, Jose Madrado, 
Yes. And um, I was actually supposed to meet him when we, I'm going to Arthur Finley College. Um, I'm leaving next, at the end of the month, but our course starts in September. And he was one of the guests. He's just recently backed out. I'm so sad. But if you oh, want to, no. if people if want to check him out on YouTube um, to see his work, he goes into trance and to do it. He, his eyes are closed. He's got colors and he can um, do these, these beautiful landscape pictures and they're inspired by, by Van Gogh and Monet and all these incredible people. But he also does sculptures and they're incredible. And then he auctions them off for charity. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. It's very, very neat. How is the world of spirit art evolving? Well, as, as I mentioned earlier, I think, and I, and that for me is one of the, um, of the passions, uh, you know, that, that I carry is to, I, I mean, I'd love to inspire um, yeah. people. I've been asked many times to teach and my question and was, was always, shall I teach artists, actual artists, mediumship and, you know, and, or spirit portrait art? Shall I, shall I teach actual artists because the outcome is phenomenal or shall I take mediums and teach them how to draw? So there's, there's, yeah. So there's, there's two different ways to go about it. So, um, but as I mentioned, I just noticed and I practice all, I'm in circles all over the world. I love doing platform demonstrations and practices with other mediums and, um, I just noticed that there's a lot more trying their hand at art. They're used doing portraiture art while they're practicing. So that's lovely to see. And that's something I love to do is, is to inspire. And I, I, I do demonstrations. I'd like to bring in other spirit portrait artists from different parts of the world. And we work together doing demonstrations uh, to, to people to show them uh, the different styles, the different techniques of spirit portrait art. Yes. Um, and what's cool mm-hmm. there's, is there's not one way to work with spirit. Even with mental mediumship, there's not one way. So however one person works, one person may work with color or like yourself does line art or some people do shading or, you know, we go into mental mediumship where it's communication coming through, uh, through, clair- through any of the clairs. It doesn't matter. Just allow spirit to lead you, ladies and gentlemen who are listening, because you may think, wow, I'm not sure about this, but trust those that work with you trust your spirit team because they're going to help reveal to you those potentials that lay within and remember the spirit world is an intelligence and that they can see a bigger picture than our human mind can so if we allow the spirit world to lead us even with a doodling who knows maybe you might be inspired to produce something really incredible like a spirit portrait art it's amazing Monique, can you let my guests know about what you have coming up and how they can get in touch with you? Oh, um, I don't, uh, I, I've, I've got a few requests. The summer was pretty quiet, um, which was nice. A lot of people take time off in the summer, especially yes. after the pandemic. Everybody yeah. wants to get out of town and travel. Um, so um, over the summer, I haven't done much. Um, I do, uh, I, I, I have had. I do have a request to do a live demo. Um, it at. Uh, I, I would say we're not. Let's see. When would it be? I think it's in October. 
So okay. I can't give you the details about that. Uh, love of Avery Kind is, is the yes, is the organization. I, just, I love it. I just did a dem for them a few weeks ago in okay, person there. there. Yeah. Wonderful. So I've just been asked uh, about that. And um, there's hey. other things coming up. But as far as anything set for the moment, I've taken the summer off. So there's nothing really I could um, advertise at the moment. Um, people can reach me on my Facebook page. Just... Uh, Monique Pancho Spirit Art. Uh, okay. So they can find uh, any any kind of demonstrations or classes or uh, uh, podcasts. I used to do a podcast with a fellow in England, um, and we would interview um, very well known mediums uh, from all over the world. And the last half of that show, after an hour, would be the last thirty minutes would be a demonstration of linking in mediumship uh, and spirit art and. Uh, the, the other medium, Paul, would remind the guests uh, watching the show or the podcast that I'm in Canada and he's in the UK and we're on opposite ends of the world. And yet we're linking to the same spirit, which yeah. is just a miracle in itself. So, um, yeah, so that's we used to do that show while linking uh, and doing spirit art. So it was fantastic. It's uh, who knew, uh, Courtney, and this was seven years ago, of course, I didn't know that you could do mediumship and this kind of work over social media like this. It's, it really yeah. opens up the door for a lot of, a lot of people practicing mediumship and psych with their psychic abilities and their businesses. It's done some amazing things for people in their business. Don't you think? Absolutely. I love it. I've been doing virtual readings, but it was via Skype though. Skype was getting pretty expensive when you're having to yeah. contact your clients that are on the other end of the world. But I remember doing that and I've been doing that for about maybe six years now with Skype, but yeah. then Zoom came and honestly, yeah, the pandemic's been really hard, but it's been amazing because it's opened me up to so many new opportunities where I've got an online global school now and I've got students from all over and clients from all over through it. So, you know, out of every difficult situation, there's always something cool, something good, something beneficial that can come from it. And I'm really grateful for platforms like this where we can connect with other people. And I mean, we're kind of in the same vicinity, but we can still do this podcast interview online, which is amazing. It absolutely is. And uh, of course, for the last well, the pandemic era, last couple of years, yeah. um, that's where all my work was taking place, including demonstrations worldwide. I mean, thank God for, for Zoom. Otherwise, how would any of that occurred? So it's, yeah. you're right. There are some good things that come out of this there's some good things that come out of the pandemic. Yes. yes. So. Well, mm -hmm. Monique, it has been an absolute pleasure to reconnect with you and to have you on the show and have you share your voice and your thoughts and your expertise with my listeners. You are welcome back anytime. Well, thank you, Courtney. <laughs> thank you so much. You're I appreciate welcome. that. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Connected Spirit. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you so much for tagging me on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. It really helps to get the word out about this podcast so we can help more people just like you. If you're interested in a private reading or attending any one of my mentoring classes, workshops, or events, you can go to mediumcourtneydawson.com 
or check me out on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. Have a great day, guys. Thank you.